Hello everyone, and welcome to some more Naya Wrestling. It's me here, Mark Sylvester, and welcome today guys to my review of All In 2023. When this was announced, AEW going to London and at Wembley, no less. There's nothing like that UK crowd. And for AEW to be going over there for the first time in such a gigantic, historic venue, this is setting the stage for what AEW in the UK and in Europe looks like. We've got so many different talents that are from the UK that they get to go home and they get to represent. It's huge. I got goosebumps when Tony Khan made the announcement that we're gonna be at Wembley. Things that I'm looking forward to, I mean, I'm, I gotta be a little bit of a homer for my girl, Soraya. I'm really excited to see her have her homecoming. It feels absolutely incredible to be back in the UK, but not only in the UK, but to be in Wembley Stadium. I've never been there before, 90,000 seat stadium. That's absolutely incredible. I feel very fortunate to be back and I haven't wrestled in front of my home country people in over seven years. This is a very big deal for me and I'm not about to let Jamie Hayter, who is also British, try and steal my thunder. Just so you know. I'm really excited to see Jamie Hayter get to have that huge moment, assuming she's still going to have that AEW Women's Championship around her waist to be able to bring that home to the UK, to that crowd. That's going to be to me, I think a really career-defining moment for Jamie Hayter. I'm super excited to see that. The British crowd are absolutely incredible. It's not even from a bias standpoint. Anybody that goes over to the UK just knows how incredible the crowd is. They get so invested. They sing your theme songs. You see a lot of beer in the crowd. They love it, but they're all happy, and they're all enjoying themselves. They'll boo the bad guys. They'll cheer the good guys. And at the end of the day, they're going to be loud throughout the whole show. We do things big, bold, loud. Everybody steps up. So just so everyone in the UK knows, my whole family's going to be there. My mom, my dad, my brothers, my sister, my niece and nephews who wrestle, every single one of them is going to be there to support me. And if anybody puts a foot out of line, I have protection now, you guys. This is the show to go to, AEW in London at Wembley Stadium, because this is history being made. You don't want to miss that. To be at what those stadium shows look like, I mean, I got to go to Arthur Ashe Stadium merely as a fan. And to, to understand what that felt like, to feel that electricity is like nothing else. So to imagine what that's going to feel like at Wembley Stadium, I am ready. Guys, AEW is coming to London, Wembley Stadium, August 27th, all in. Be there. You must. Go get your tickets right now. We'll see you guys out in London. Well, I went to the show live in person at Wembley Stadium, and my God, guys, for my first ever time going to Wembley Stadium, it was fucking amazing. It was fucking awesome. It was truly, truly great. It was cool to meet uh so many different people just even when i was out getting food and people around the stadium and stuff were just so nice and just so friendly and chatty and stuff i saw a fellow co-host of mine richie was there sort of him my good friend jesse got to see my old school friend saw who i haven't seen for 10 plus years it was awesome to see him again and then we met up with him after the show and saw he for it and we also saw another friend of mine mike and stuff it was just a Great, great, great show with a great, great atmosphere. The crowd was amazing. The whole thing was amazing. And the crowd was amazing. The show was amazing. And I'm looking forward to all in next year. And I'm definitely going to go again next year. If anything of this year's event had anything to go by, then I can't wait for next year being 2024. Now on to the review. And the first match we had, guys, I know before the actual event itself, you had the uh, contract signing between Muro and Hobbs. 
uh, to build up their match for All Out. And then you also had as well the Ring of Honor tag team title match between uh, Unbending New Bay Bay, being Alan Cole and MGF against Aussie Open, which was a good match. And then you had uh, Jack Perry versus Hook, which Hook won and stuff. But for me, I'm going to just talk about the actual event all in itself and stuff. Because even though the other two matches and the bit, and you also had Grado come out, which kind of sucked because he didn't have Madonna. But then I can understand why, because Madonna is very, very expensive and you would rather have it used in the actual pay-per-view not on a bit of the pre-show, as it were. But I thought both matches were great. I mean, MGF and Adam Cole was brilliant. It built up for the title match and that kind of thing later on in the evening as well. And it was just a cool pre-show to kind of build up to the main event, which was uh, Adam Cole versus MGF. And it was a really cool way for them to build it up and bring more uh, intrigue. And it's kind of like what's going to happen in the main event. And so then, guys, for the first match of All In 2023 at Wembley fucking Stadium, we had CM Punk versus Samoa Joe for the Real World Championship. Now, for me, guys, this match was fucking insane. It was so, so good. I mean, just when Punk came out, you had the crowd boo the shit out of him. You had the, the also had a massive... Uh, set of the fans cheering him. I was one of the people cheering him, as you can probably tell by my voice. Um, it's a quite croaky from yesterday, the amount of shouting and screaming and singing and chanting that I was doing yesterday. I was like hugely into punk. Obviously, punk's one of my guys. One of the cool things I liked about punk's attire as well, that he came out in, in a sense, uh, his gear was inspired by the England kit. And obviously, with how well the women's team did, and just obviously the men as well too it was quite cool because obviously being Wembley and Wembley is the three lines on a shirt um, stadium and stuff. It's the England stadium. I thought that was really cool. Samoa Joe is just great. I loved the way as well that Punk uh, was working on those little um, like heelnesses and stuff because obviously he could hear the crowd reaction. It started being a bit 50-50 Punk and Joe but then it became... Uh, probably about 90 to 10 CM Punk, even though I loved Samoa Joe, who's one of my favourite wrestlers of all time as well as Punk is. But I was so pro-Punk, I was going, Punk, 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 CM Punk, CM Punk, pretty much throughout the whole entire match. I was just like so pumped up, so excited for this match. And there were some great moments to their previous matches and stuff. There was a really cool moment where um, CM Punk went for another Hurricane Rana, but um, Samoa Joe blocked it, but then Samoa Joe picked him up, threw him right at the bottom of the announce table and then afterwards Punk was just bleeding and I thought that was just fucking insane. That was just amazing. And also as well, I love the moment because a lot of the times Samoa Joe just like, nope, where someone's going to jump over him but then he moves out the way and uh, and then they land like a bump on the mat but I thought it was really clever because Punk, the first time Joe was going to do it, he was like, actually, uh, he stopped it but then he gave Samoa Joe a Hurricane Rana and then later on, when Punk went to do his big dive at the top rope, that, that's when Samoa Joe did it. And then he did the whole wanker sign. He had all the, all the crowd like cheering stuff. And there was an awesome moment as well in the match too, where you had, because um, uh, Punk was getting booed so much, he was doing the five moves of doom. And then he then, was, he then did the clap to the ear to hear the crowd. And he did the lead shot, which I thought was fucking amazing. And then... Um, Samoa Joe kicked out at one and then Samoa Joe went, you, and then he started and pump up, hit the three punches and stuff. I just thought that was fucking amazing. It's just so, so cool to see these two wrestlers work so well together, mesh so well together. Obviously as well, you had Punk 
do his tributes to Terry Funk and stuff and with some of the bumps he was taking because some of those massive clotheslines that Joe was giving him and stuff were quite brutal and the way that he was selling them and stuff as well was just great. And the way that CM Punk won the match as well using the Pepsi Plunge. The first time I've ever seen the Pepsi Plunge, I think since he joined the WWE nearly 20 years ago and that was a great moment for um, the match, uh, for the way to match to lose. And now, in a sense, it's now, if you would include the Ring of Honor trilogy, it's now... 2-2 with a draw. It will be really, really cool to see if given more build, more like time to linger, more kind of time to like make it seem a bigger event. It'll be really cool to kind of see uh, what's going to happen in the fifth match and that'll be really cool. And obviously after Punk won, he kind of went back to being the face again, thanking the fans and stuff. It was really cool to, as well to see him go straight to the fan with the uh, trans rights of human rights. And I just thought it was really, really cool to see him do that. And I thought this was a great opening match to the show. And I think it's quite cool that you kind of have sandwiched, in a sense, the two world titles uh, to make the world, obviously, Punk starting in the event to kind of give the event that sort of like big match feel. It's for a world championship. But then you end the show as well with the with, with the big match, the title match, the world title match too. So yeah, I thought... It worked really, really well. And, and for me, it was a great match. Both men were really, really, truly fantastic. And there's a reason why they call Samoa Joe the Destroyer and CM Punk the best in the world. And the next match we had, guys, was between Bullet Club Gold and Takashita versus the Golden Elite. Now, for me, guys, I thought this match was quite an interesting match. It was all right. I mean, it wasn't the best match ever. I mean... If I was booking the show, I would have booked it to be either CMFTR versus the Young uh, versus the Elite, or I would have done Punk versus Omega. But for what we got, uh, you know, can't really help it. I thought this match was all right. I mean, you got to see the big spots by all six men, and it was a bit kind of bit like for me. As much as I'm not the biggest Kenny Omega fan, I I out of the Elite in general, he's probably my my favorite one of the four or five. I mean, there are the Elite and stuff nowadays, but. I thought for me it was an alright match. It kind of felt too spotty for me. It felt like there was just too many flips and dives. It didn't really do much for me. It was a bit kind of like meh. But I did like the fact as well that they had the hills go over, which then hopefully will then build up for next week or this week being um, all out and to see what's going to happen in Chicago and stuff. But I generally think for me this match was alright. But I'm interested to kind of see what's going to build up from it and to see what they're going to do next because uh, Takashita can say that he beat Kenny Omega in Wembley in the biggest wrestling event in the world. And the next match we had, guys, was between FTR versus the Young Bucks for the Tag Team Championship. Now, for me, guys, this match was another really, really good match. Um, I mean, the moments, the spots were really good in this match and stuff. There were several moments where I thought, oh my God, FTR are going to win it. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, the Young Bucks are going to win it. Of course they are, because it's the Young Bucks and stuff. And But I just thought, for me, the crowd were in this match throughout the whole hog. Um, just the way it was paced and stuff. And you can definitely tell as well, it was very much booked, in a sense, like an FTR match, because it was um, crisp, it was methodical, it was great. I mean, the fact that the Young Bucks were very much playing heel... Um, using Brett's rope, doing Brett's moves and that kind of thing as well. But also as well, the moves were able to be left to breathe. It wasn't just like, it wasn't all like, it was like, do a move, let it breathe. Do a move, let it breathe. So when the false finishes actually happened, it was more exciting, more fun and stuff as well. 
and everything else too. And yes, I've got to give the Bucks props for A, coming out as Freddie Mercury, because I love fucking Freddie Mercury. He is, for me, the GOAT of all time when it comes to singers and performers. Um, but also as well, the fact that they lost. Like, to me, I would have thought, the Young Bucks aren't going to lose. They're going to win. It's in Wembley, the biggest event ever. They brought their family and friends in, etc. But the fact that they did lose was just insane. And it kind of built up as well, them being a proper hill that they wouldn't shake FTR's hand and stuff. And I thought it was really, really good too, just to see how over FTR were and just how good as well FTR are as well seeing them in person. Like the Christmas of them, just the moves that they do as they are basically the excellence of execution. Like the stuff they can do in that ring is insane. They are basically Bret Hart personified. They are the Midnight Express uh, personified. They are just great tag team wrestling, great wrestling, great everything you can think of personified because those two are amazing. And seeing the way that they won with the big rig, it was just uh, amazing stopping the Meltzer driver and stuff. And then just the hot tags and just the crowd's reaction and stuff to the match. And then when FTR got the one, the two and the three, me, Richie and some guys in front of us were so excited. We're just so like, yes, they fucking did it and stuff. It was just so, so good. And if you guys get a chance to watch a match from this card, I'd highly recommend this match, the uh, opening match and the main event to show people why when AEW is really, really good, it can be some of the best wrestling, storytelling, uh, great heels and great baby faces. And it shows why the people who might not like wrestling, who are longtime fans, no matter who you are, and when it's done good and you can see why wrestling is one of the greatest, no, bar none, absolute amazing things ever in the world of professional wrestling and the next match we had guys was the stadium stampede now i'll be honest i didn't really watch all this match i kind of went out uh to go to the toilet went and get some food my god guys Wembley stadium is fucking expensive but i did come back and i saw a table bump i saw some other bumps i saw obviously um Eddie Kingston's team won and I thought it was really funny at the end where you had John Moxley and Eddie Kingston on the table giving each other the bird. And the next match we had, guys, was between Soraya versus Hikaru Shida versus Tony Storm versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, for the AEW Women's Championship. Now, for me, guys, I thought this match was pretty good. I mean, um, it was quite cool, obviously, having Soraya win the match and obviously doing it in front of her hometown country, hometown crowd, as it were. I know Norwich is about a couple of hours away from uh, London, but obviously it's the big UK show. I wanted to have at least the UK wrestler go over and stuff. But I thought it was really cool to have Soraya come out to Wheel Rocky. When I heard Wheel Rocky go, I was like, ooh, Wheel Rocky, because obviously uh, Freddie Mercury and... Queen are very much in is very much in a sense connected to Wembley because obviously you have Live Aid 85 where Queen stole the fucking show I mean uh, they did a movie based on in a sense just based on that concert and watching that in this in on the cinema screen in the cinema which is fucking insane um, also as well it's the one of the greatest performances probably by many different people voted as the greatest rock concert whatever you want to call it performance ever uh, thirdly as well Queen performed the following year in front of over 120,000 people each night in the um, on the 1986 Wembley a kind of magic tour which is where um, 
we're going back to the um, Young Bucks versus FTR match. The Young Bucks came out as a 1986 star for Eddie Mercury. And obviously with Soraya coming out to Real Rock you and stuff, that was really, really cool as well. And the really cool thing about it too is when I was walking down the steps to come out of the stadium itself, you had like different murals, you had different things about obviously Frank Bruno and the uh, Bobby Moore and etc. and stuff. And then there was literally on the ceiling, I didn't get a chance to take a picture because I, want, I would have done if I'd realised it was there. But because I was going through with like 10 odd thousand people, it was, I didn't realise it was even there and I didn't have enough time to get my camera out, etc. There was a really cool thing of Fanny Mercury, obviously him doing his pose back in 86, obviously they want to remember the old Wembley and remember all the big stuff that happened there and that kind of thing. And obviously having the Freddie Mercury inspired stuff and obviously having the Freddie Mercury tribute there and stuff. So I thought it was really, really cool to kind of show the legacy and stuff of Freddie Mercury and um, him being there and him being so important to the world of music, to Wembley and that kind of thing. So I thought it was really, really cool. And then you had Tony Storm come out to... Um, a version of God Save the Queen I thought was quite interesting and stuff. And I thought the match was quite interesting as well. It was quite cool. You had, obviously, Tony Storm and Soraya working together and stuff. And they were uh, basically double-teaming against the other two women, uh, Sheeda and Britt Baker and stuff. And there was one moment where I thought when, um, after Soraya turned on Tony Storm because she accidentally hit Soraya's mum and she was put her into the PTO and stuff, and he had... Then Britt Baker give Tony Storm the curb storm. I generally thought, okay, then are they going to have Britt Baker go over? But actually, they didn't. They had um, after some big move of them punching, but uh, you know, and stuff. Soraya hit a big move for the one, the two, and the three, and then became the new AEW Women's Champion. And I think for me that was pretty really cool because it's quite cool to have that hometown like win. The home, you know, obviously being in London, being in England, it didn't really mean that. Uh, person won the championship again it felt unique felt quite special and stuff and I just think for me it was a really cool moment I'm really happy for Soraya it'll be really cool to see what they're going to do in the future for the women because for me I wish they had more women's championship matches I wish they had Jay Cargill come back potentially obviously Chris Statlander Ruby Soho even though she interfered and did some stuff in the match as well and everything else I just wish they had kind of had more women's matches to kind of show them how important they are and stuff but I think for a match uh, that was less than 10 minutes and it's really, really cool to see Soraya be the new women's champion. And the next match we had, guys, was between Darby Allen and Sting versus Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage. Now, for me, guys, I thought this match was really, really cool. I mean, for one, you had um, Sting and Darby Allen come out to Metallica's Seek and Destroy, which was his WCW theme and stuff. I just thought as well, it was really cool to see Sting live in person. The first time I've ever seen the Stinger actually in the flesh and saw him actually wrestle, I thought was, was really cool. Like, he was over, like, Rover, Darby Allen, the stuff that he was doing as well was just fucking insane. Um, Swell Strickland is just a modified megastar. He's just fucking great. Christian's always been one of my favourites. It was awesome seeing him as well, coming out with the turtleneck and obviously mentioned about the dead dads and stuff. I just think for me, he's such a great heel. The fact as well, when he came out, he was wearing the TNT championship, even though it's actually Luchasaurus who's the champion. stuff. So I just loved that. I just thought as well for being a match that first, I wasn't really that bothered about. I was a bit kind of like, really? Another tag match? It's like, we've got several Chios matches, that stupid stadium stampede. And we got this as well. I'm a bit like, all right then. But actually it was really good fun. It was great. It was 
cool and it's really cool as well to see Sting and Darby Allen win. It was really cool to see them give Sting that big moment, that cool, obviously gets Sting to the big spots and stuff as well. And it's just for me as well, I think it's a really cool tandem to have Sting and Darby Allen together. And it was just really, really cool to see Sting use his iconic WCW theme, Seek and Destroy. And the next match we had, guys, was between Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. Now, to begin with, you obviously had Chris Jericho perform. He did very much to Freddie Mercury, 1985 Live Aid slash 1986, a kind of magic tour by him going, da 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 and the car going, da 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 That was pretty cool. I even made a joke to my friend Richie and said to him, he ain't as good as Freddie Mercury. But obviously, no one could ever be as good as Freddie Mercury. But then it was just really, really cool as well to see um, 80,000 people, uh, you know, because no one could ever be Freddie Mercury because he is a unique he is the magna opus when it comes to music etc that man's fucking amazing i love him but it was really cool as well to be a part of eighty thousand plus uh singing on to judas that was really cool and stuff because i've um posted on the youtube channel i'm going to post as well after the podcast has been released um like a podcast thing of all the different um entrances from the show and that kind of thing so please excuse my terrible singing because i've i've got a terrible voice and that's why i think my voice is more known and more suited for just talking and talking bollocks as it were because you know me guys i love talking bollocks but i thought that was really cool to kind of be a part of that whole thing of the eighty thousand people sing along to judas and stuff and then will osprey came out to his iconic and awesome um elevated song which i thought was great because obviously he said to aw and stuff like i want to come out to elevated that's my song that's my jam and stuff i thought it was really cool and also as well it was really cool to see um will osprey come out wearing gear inspired by the british bulldog i thought it was really awesome and clever as well to have like his ring jacket that he came out in with all the different promotions that he's wrestled for in the uk and obviously mentioning rev pro because that's my promotion that i've always loved and supported thanks dan golding and samantha holmes for introducing me to this great promotion and stuff i just thought as well it's just Really, really cool to um, just just to see him as well in person. He got to wrestle in front of 80,000 people, seeing him go from obviously stuff like um, Progress, Rev Pro into New Japan, now into AEW and stuff. I just think it's really cool to kind of see that trajectory of Will Ospreay go and stuff. I thought as well he was great, had some really good moves, really good stuff he did. I mean, his um, shooting star press onto Jericho was a, a French kiss. Like, he is so crisp. He is so fucking smooth. I think for me, that's a match I want to see at Wrestle Kingdom. I remember they were teasing it at one point, but have Punk versus Will Ospreay would be a great match just to see these two men go at it. would be fucking amazing. And also as well, with uh, Will Ospreay as well, he's one of those people that uh, when he felt like, for me, I've always liked Will Ospreay. I think he's a really good wrestler. Like his moves are so crisp. He is just so fucking crisp. And I just think for me, the fact that they had him go over in... Wembley in London be the man in basically two months to beat uh, Akada, Omega and now Jericho puts him over so so well and when he does hopefully sign for AEW they're going to put him onto the echelon push him to the moon and just to see what dream matches he might have against obviously like I mentioned before Punk, Joe in his tab in his tandem with Aussie Open against um FTR because their matches against Aussie Open when they did the Copper Box shows in London 
uh, for New Japan are supposed to be amazing matches and stuff. I've seen a few highlights of them and they look fucking great. You know, and just really cool as well to see him wrestle against like the Brian Danielson when he's back from his injury and uh, Juice Robinson and or JY and all these different people as well. MJF and Adam Cole again, because even though they wrestled each other in PWG and uh, been in, in that amazing six-man tag match from PWG. And it's going to be awesome to see what Will Ospreay is going to be doing in the future. And the next match we had, guys, was between Badass Billy Gunn and the acclaimed versus the House of Black. Now, I thought this match was pretty cool. I mean, I love the way that the House of Black came out. Obviously, when all the lights went out, everyone had their fireflies out in tribute to Bray Wyatt, who sadly passed away. One of my favourite wrestlers. I mean, obviously, we've talked about Bray Wyatt before on a podcast where me and Richie did a review of WrestleMania 36. Me then showing Tony the house, um, the firefly funhouse match and stuff i just thought it was a really nice and amazing tribute of the house of black to do that come out with a lantern stuff and we there was a big thank you bray chan and stuff i thought it was really cool as well uh but also as well uh when the acclaim came out and max carter's rap was brilliant as always and stuff and it was really cool to see badass billy gunn come out uh have his moment and stuff as well and they had, and they had a good match and obviously the acclaimed won and that was really cool and then you would think oh are the house of black gonna do something against the acclaimed but they didn't they gave the title belts to the acclaims um and it was one of those cool things where it's just like they you show the great respect and stuff and then eighty thousand people then scissored that was, that was a quite a crazy and insane moment too but it was just cool to see the house of black in action it was also cool to see the acclaimed live as well and it's just awesome to see billy gunn if this might be his last match, if he might be having another match to then lose the championship, at least he got to have one last run. Really, really cool as well to see him uh, with one more championship, and that is being one-third of the AW Trios champions. And the next match we had, guys, was for the AW World Heavyweight Championship in the main event, and this was between MJF versus... Adam Cole, baby! Now, this match for me was fucking insane. This match for me was brilliant. I loved it. MGF and Adam Cole were so fucking good. The way that MGF is working now is like this weird face thing. For me, at first, a bit like doesn't really work for him, but he's so good at what he does. He's so like, wow, as well. Fresh kiss that he's just so, so good. Uh, the fact as well, when Adam Cole came out, he had a great reaction. MGF came out as well with two amazing reaction. Came out as like the Joker to some really cool music. And he came out obviously to his theme stuff as well. It was fucking cool too. But also as well, I just thought for me, this match was great. This match was brilliant. I mean, the way that um, Adam Cole was using heel tendencies. Obviously, both wrestlers came out shirtless. But then they went outside the ring, grabbed hold of a t-shirt. I was like thinking, well, what have they got there? Put on their... I'm buying you baby shirts. I thought that was really, really cool. The crowd went ballistic and stuff. And there were some great moments and stuff. There was, a, there was an amazing moment where they're fighting on the outside. And NGF was like, no, I don't, I don't want to do it to my best friend. I don't want to give him a, a tombstone power driver. But Adam Cole was like, no, I'm going to do it myself. So then Adam Cole then gave MGF the, um, the tombstone. And um, some of the moments as well where you had MGF use kind of more bigger moves, high-flying moves to um, attack his opponent. Um, as well as the fact as well that was really interesting too because at some point I was thinking are they going to be turning Adam Cole heel because Adam Cole was using more heel-like tendencies he was doing more heel-like things and stuff too 
And I just thought for me it was just uh, a really cool thing to add to the match because a lot of people were kind of like, nah, MGF is going to turn on Adam Cole. But then actually it's kind of be like, why would he? Because then it will just be like, oh, really? You know what MGF is like and stuff. I thought that was a really good way to do it. Um, there was a moment where both men hit a big clothesline. There was a one, a two, and a three. I thought that was the end of the match. And I was uh, shouting bullshit because I was like, really, you can't have the biggest show ever in that way. And then uh, Adam Cole went to MGF, give me five more minutes. Uh, and then um, MGF was like, no, massive boo. We're going to go on until there's a winner, which I obviously got a massive cr- uh, pop because it was kind of adding more to it, MGF's, uh, to uh, MJF's like face turn and face character and stuff I thought was really cool and also as well the fact that on the outside Adam Cole gave MGF the Panama Sunrise slash sort of Canadian Destroyer that was fucking amazing and then there was a one moment where you had uh, Adam Cole with the referee out after being given a Panama Sunrise by um, Adam Cole uh, and there was a, there was a really interesting moment because Roderick Strong at this point came out was helping um, Adam Cole, he gave MGF a kick in the dick and then Adam Cole hit a move, MJ kicked out but then um, MGF moved out of the way which then Adam Cole hit a Panama Sunrise onto the referee um, and then there was a moment for that whole bit as well where Adam Cole was given the title belt by um, uh, Roderick Strong but then he was going to be like and there was that thing and be like don't do it, don't do it, don't do it but then Adam Cole threw the title belt out the ring and all the crowd cheered he had the amazing spot as well when the referee was out cold after like a shove and he had both men get a chair, throw the, throw the chair at each other and stuff. And then Adam Cole went on the floor and then MGF put the chair over his head. Then he fell on the floor and there was a big Eddie chart because obviously Eddie is great at doing that kind of shit of, ah, oh, love you, Eddie. And then it was really cool to hit, then hear the crowd chant Eddie and stuff. And then there was a moment as well uh, we had NGF with the diamond ring being like, oh, the referee's out. And then he was like, no, you're not, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Then he puts the um, the ring in his trunks and stuff. And then he obviously had Roderick Strong trying to interfere and stuff. But then MGF um, won with the roll-up for the one, the two, and the three. That was insane. That was brilliant. And then he obviously had both men like in the ring. Adam Cole was pissed off because MGF went out to get the RH Tag Team Championships. And then he threw them onto the ground. We all thought, oh, my God. Is Adam Cole going to turn? Is Adam Cole going to be the bad guy in this? But then, nope. They gave each other a big hug to see us out. That was great. And you had Adam Cole's theme hit, both lifting their arms up, both men with the ROH tag team titles and stuff as well, too. And it was really cool as well to hear them say when the after the show itself ended that they announced that all in 2024 is going to be back at Wembley. I'm definitely going to be going there again. Because this show was great. This show was amazing. And if this year has anything to go by, I'm looking forward to 2024. And 2024 cannot come soon enough. And so then, guys, what I'm going to give my MVP and my match of the night. So to begin with, it is going to be my MVP. And that is quite tough. And I'm going to generally give it to three people. I mean, my three picks are obviously CM Punk, MGF, and Adam Cole. CM Punk, because of how good he was to react to the crowd, play up that amazing heel work that I know he can do, play up just how good he is in the ring and the fact as well, him as well as people like The Rock and Cena, etc. can use the crowd reaction to kind of be like, all right, then the crowd is cheering me, I'm going to play face today. All right, then the crowd are booing me, I'm going to play a heel today and stuff. Um, I thought for me, he was just fantastic in the match as well too. Also as well, MGF and Adam Cole, because they're 
Also as well, MJF and Adam Cole, because of their great storytelling, their great uh, reactions, their great facial reactions, Adam Cole is just so, so good. The fact that I generally thought at certain points, Adam Cole's going to turn heel. Oh my God, they're going to turn them against each other and stuff. They're finally the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, etc. But, and as well, the whole thing of being like, will they, won't they use the weapons to kind of like win and stuff? But actually they didn't. Like MGF putting his ring back in the trunks and you had um, Adam Cole not use a title bell and not cheat and that kind of thing as well. It just adds so much more to the event. Adds just so much more to the uh, story of the two because when they finally do turn on each other, which... Hopefully they don't, but then in wrestling, it's it's always a foregone conclusion that they're going to break up at some point. Uh, that it's going to be an even bigger moment and even awesome moment when it finally does happen. But for me, these three men are my MVPs and it just shows why uh, these three men are my MVPs and why CM Punk, MJF and Adam Cole are fucking amazing. And so then guys, for my match of the night, I mean... Uh, I fucking loved CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. I fucking loved FTR versus the Young Bucks. I fucking loved the main event, Adam Cole versus MJF. But I would probably go for how I felt during the match, how I felt after the match. It would probably have to go to the FTR versus Young Bucks match. Because even though how much I was into, pumped up, screaming, shouting, chanting, whatever you want to call it, for the CM Punk versus Samoa Joe match and the um, Adam Cole versus MGF match. But for me, the FTR tag team title match was the match that I was so invested in, screaming at the top of my lungs for the FTR to win, me booing the Young Bucks, still saying that they sucked and, you know, all the different stuff that you would expect the heels to receive and the faces to receive. Obviously, I was in the FTR's corner and stuff and the false tags and the false finishes, me going, oh my God, the Unboxers are going to win. And then when finally FTR got the one, the two and the three, I was screaming, I was shouting, I was cheering my fucking head off and stuff, man. It was just a great, great moment. And I think for me, I'm actually looking forward to watching these matches back to kind of see how it feels on TV with the, with the commentary and hearing like more of the crowd. Because as much as I loved Wembley and as much as Wembley is an awesome stadium, when you're there with 81,000 people and it's like an open roof, some of the chants don't really come through, but the fact that I was, in a sense, starting some chants, just screaming at the top of my lungs, singing, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, I don't really care. And if you want to see why FTR are the best tag team in the entire world, why FTR will be remembered for being one of the true goats in tag team wrestling, then watch this match because FTR are fucking amazing. And, and that's why this amazing match was my match of the night. And that, my friends, was my review of All In 2023 from Wembley Stadium. Let me know, guys, in the comments below what your thoughts are about this amazing show and how do you think it compares if you were there live for yourself or how you paired on the TV or even other big stadium shows like WrestleManias, etc. Love to hear you guys think. And also as well, guys, please don't forget to like, follow and subscribe to No Wrestling. And this has been No Wrestling, guys. I've been your amazing host, as always, Mark Sylvester. And don't forget, guys, to take care. And always remember, CM Punk, CM Punk, FTR, FTR, Adam Cole, baby!
Personality, the cult of personality, the cult of personality.